Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? And um, today, uh, I'm kind of wrapping up something <laughs> that I started a few sessions ago through uh, um, about uh, To Thine Own Self Be True, and uh, the, the existentialness of life and the questions that show up and the um, unwillingness, generally speaking, to really be in the questions that show up for us. And I think that sometimes um, midlife crisis or crisis of faith, crisis of meanings show up because we're unwilling to really just sit with ourselves on an everyday level and just ask those questions. And I know a lot of people say, I don't have time to answer those questions. I don't have time to sit and be in those questions. I got, I got to make money. I got to you feed my kids. I got to make sure that, you know, the car is fixed. I got to make sure that the, you know, bills get paid. I don't have time for these existential questions. And I totally get that. I totally get that. And, and every one of us has their own timing. Um, and sometimes these things become ups in such a way that we can't ignore them. Um, and sometimes a crisis of faith, a crisis of meaning can show up in either accidents or the health issues of other people or our own health issues. Quite often, that's when we experience um, uh, the truth of our, uh, and have to be with, (laughs) big fat be with, of crisis of faith, a crisis of meaning. What the heck does this all mean? And what's the point of all of this? And, um, you know, we've heard this many times is that if, you know, if you're feeling uh, a disease, if you're experiencing a disease, it's like, how do you be responsible for that? Not in terms of saying, well, you're guilty because you got this disease, but like, wow, what's, what's, what is it that you're, you're here to learn? What's the, what's the opportunity here for you to, to grasp and, and where and how have you not made time to look at the question and the answers that are, in a sense, inevitably causing this disease. I believe a lot of times we're not willing to take the time to answer these questions. We're not willing to take the time, like a lot of people say, well, I don't have time for coaching or I don't have time to, to, to do this work until they get sick and until they have to go and take chemo or get surgery or until they have to um, do some surgical or medical situation where they have to go to the doctors all this time. And that's the that's a lot of time spent doing that and you can be a choice potentially to do it before so you don't necessarily have to go through that disease or those crises and i think all i think you know dark nights of the soul are very prevalent and how each of us experiences that is 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 an individual experience so why we're here, how we're here, those are all existential questions, how we come to, to fulfill that meaning and that purpose and that intention for each of us, I think is what brings us to a place of meaning, a per people, a place, <laughs> uh, um, a place of meaning and presence and grace and acceptance. Here's what I'm here to do. Here, this is all it is. And it's nothing more. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I think I mentioned that with uh, um, the upcoming moment of doing 100 podcasts, there's a part of me that says, well, what's next? And will I continue to do podcasts? Will I continue to do what I do? And it's brought about a a meaning, a crisis of meaning. In a sense, like, what is the meaning of this work? What's the point of this? Why am I doing this? 
Um, and, and that's a question that I'm being with. And, and I don't have necessarily have the answer for that yet, but it's a question. I'm being with the question. I'm not just ignoring it or avoiding the question or avoiding the answers. I'm just being with it in a way that allows it to percolate. And part of that is, is looking at my life accomplishments, uh, looking at what I've done. I've written 13 books and I've done a bunch of stuff. I've done a bunch of stuff. That's really what it comes down to, doesn't it? And, you know, there's some books that I've written that I haven't finished. And so there's a part of me that goes, I mean, feels the despair, the despair. It's an existential despair of going, here's work that has not been, will not be in the world, perhaps, if I die tomorrow. That work won't get out there. And it's like, is, you know, I feel this utter despair and loss of what I did not accomplish, if you will, in the world, what I did not contribute to the well-being or how I did not contribute to the well-being of the world. And, um, and I felt very sad last night about that. I mean, I, it's like the sadness is just an old or young, young place that says, oh, look what I didn't contribute to the world. And at the same time, as I've said in, po- in previous podcasts, I've done a lot of stuff, you know, I've got three master's degrees, a PhD, I'm a high level functioning uh, coach and human being, and I do a lot of personal work so that I'm a better mom and a better friend and a better uh, person in the world. And that I contribute a heartfulness to the world is, is right now what I do. And so when I see, oh, here's three books that I didn't, haven't yet finished, doesn't mean they won't be finished. And I feel like, oh my God, what, <laughs> how terrible am I? You know, how insignificant am I? It's like, I got to ask the question again. What's, the, what are you talking about? What, it, what's the point here? And we have to go through this. I have to go through this dis- process of discerning. Is it true that I'm insignificant and have uh, um, provided utterly nothing to the the well-being of the world because these three books have not been yet uh, published or you know even finished in in their form? Is that true? It's is it true? And and is you know it's just like it's a big be with. And so as we, as we age like a guru, as we're aging, and I think this is true for every single one of us who are at that point where we're letting go of jobs, letting go of retiring, letting go of an identity, letting go of roles in our lives, and we're asking ourselves, what have I really brought to the world? What is the point of everything I've done? And did I do it? In, in, did I enjoy it? A lot of people, like 80%, people do not like their work. Is that what we're here to do, is to do work we don't love? And I know every single one of you would say, no, our work isn't here. We're not supposed to be here doing work we don't love. And you might do it for other reasons, but being clear about what those reasons are gives your life more intention and focus as opposed to that you're a victim to all these circumstances. This reality of being in a human body, it's really, really, really hard and really scary sometimes. And it doesn't sometimes make sense. From a, from a human perspective, there's an incredible amount of insanity that impacts on us. And if we can look at it from an overview and a, a larger view, we can start to make sense of it. 
And that's what I'm about with these um, Aging Like a Guru, or even the books I've written on Parenting Like a Guru, Parent Like a Guru, or, or Diet Like a Guru. It's looking at the situation from an overview that may help with like, okay, I can look at this differently. I'm not at the mercy of my children or, or food or at the mercy of substances or the mercy of other people. We're, we're at charge in how we see the world and how we, we perceive ourselves. And so even though I have not finished these three books, I make meaning about myself. <laughs> and we all do this. I'm laughing because it's just so absurd. Um, not from an egoic place, but to say, hey, you know, I'm really well accomplished. But from the absurdity of I think I'm not accomplished at all because I haven't finished these books. And that's absurd. And I know every person I talk to um, who are my clients who are, are up to the same dilemma of seeing themselves as the accomplishments and in, in the quality of the self-trust and the self-confidence and the self-appreciation uh, and acknowledgement and and it's like I'm a pretty cool person and living in that as opposed to trying to live under the radar which so many of us do um, in saying oh you know I, I haven't accomplished much in my life um, and it's really like if I take inventory if I help people take inventory in their life they're people are really pretty really cool people are really pretty cool um, you, you might see the clerks at the at the grocery store and go, oh, they're just clerks. But man, they are really cool people. And part of that is that to be in our human existence, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage and strength to, to, to meet each day as it is. And if we can find an overview that helps um, make that make sense of it, it just makes it that much easier and we can be more in harmony with ourselves and with others. Um, so again, back to this place of asking, you know, what have I accomplished or, you know, because I haven't finished these books, that means this about me. And it really, I, I have to decide what makes meaning, <laughs> right? So one more thing about that, which I find very funny um, I uh, use a uh, particular um, website called babelcube.com, B-A-B-E-L-C-U-B-E.com. Now, Babelcube is a place where people who write books pub and publishers, authors and publishers, um, can put their stuff out there. And there are translators in many different languages who can find your stuff. And if they're interested, they will... Um, ask to make an agreement with you to publish uh, or trans transcribe your book, translate it into a different into a different language. So I've been working with Babelcube for about four or five years, and I've got maybe I've got books in French, Italian, um, Portuguese, lots of different languages. Um, and and because I have so many books, there's probably almost 25 books out there in different languages, which is really, really fun. So, but in the, the, the point of this moment is the midst of this conversation about the patheticness of me, because I haven't finished these books, and what does that mean about me? Um, I got an invitation from a fellow uh, at, from through Babelcube saying, hey, I want to translate your book, ABCs of Spirituality and Business, in Hindi. 
And it's like, wow, how fun is that? That some guy somewhere in the world, I don't know where he is, but he wants to translate my book into Hindi. And he sends a little sample, which I can't understand. But it's like that, that's, that's just another place where I get to make meaning and, and say, I guess I am bringing something valuable to the world, <laughs> even though this part of me that says you're a pathetic loser is saying something different. And, and who do I listen to? Do I listen to the part that says you're a pathetic loser? Or the part that says, wow, somebody who speaks Hindi thinks this book is valuable to people enough that he wants to translate it for me. And um, that that was like an uplifting thing. I felt that was really fun. And one more thing about Babel Cube, if you're curious, it's um, it's a very cool situation because you don't pay in advance. You don't pay the translator. You share the profits. You share the royalties with the um, with the translator at various levels of percentage. Um, it's very fair and it's very economical and it. It really is a great way of connecting with people all over the world with your writings, if you're writing, and if you're a translator, translator. And um, so anyway, if you're interested, babblecube.com, if you've got books that you want translated in different languages. All right, that's a long one. I'll talk to you soon. Big hugs. Bye for now. (laughs) 